In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for the session we have this afternoon. I pray for hearts to be receptive. Pray for accuracy of information. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. I'll just uh, kick off and then we'll see how much ground we can cover. Let's start with Isaiah 54, verse 2. We're going to look at um, our New Living Translation first. Then we'll take it in bits. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk to you about the revelation of enlargement. The revelation of enlargement. In Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home. Then he says, spare no expense. Um, there's something to understand about scriptures sometimes. When you're reading scriptures, you look to see whether it is a promise to you or is an instruction to you. There is no promise here. There is no promise here. It is actually an instruction. So he says, enlarge your house. Whose house? Your house. Build an addition. Then he says, spread out your home. And while you are at it, spare no expense. 
That means don't hold back. Use everything you've got for the expansion that is required. Well, from this we see something. First, that expansion will cost you something. Amen. Enlargement will cost you something. That's why I said spare no expense. It will cost you something. So, you might have heard the word enlargement. I could preempt myself by just telling you that it will cost you something. Hallelujah. So, he said, spare no expense. Now, when we say cost you something, we're not necessarily talking about your blood. Your time. Amen. Your time. Some response. And so on and so forth. We'll go into that. So, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. But, let's read it. There, there are two things I quickly mentioned here. First, it's not a promise. Did you get that? It's not a promise. Secondly, we said that Enlargement will cost you something. That's why it says spare no expense. You should be willing to meet the demands of enlargement. Alright? Enlargement has its demands. That's what I mean by it will cost you something. So you should be willing to meet the demands of enlargement or for enlargement. Both are correct. So we're going to do a contextual study. That means that we're going to read this verse in context. What was he talking about? What did he mean? Why was he saying what he was saying? Why was that instruction given to enlarge your house? I'll read it in New Living Translation from verse 1 to maybe about 5. Then we'll go over to King James and um, read it. In the um, New Living Translation, it says, Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Are you getting the... I, I want you to follow the context. I read verse 2. It said, Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home. Spare no expense. So, now we now find out he's talking to a woman. Hallelujah. So, just follow the context. Ignorantly follow the context. Don't, don't add meaning to it. Amen. Just follow it. Sing, O childless woman. In Bible days, just as it is or will be, and will remain so, in some societies, the woman already is believed to be disadvantaged because of her gender. Are you understanding me? Okay. Believed to be. They say it's a man's world. The Bible didn't say so. Amen. <laughs> you know, people said so. Now, so for the fact that he even points out a woman, is already pitiable. Then he now says, Oh, childless woman. 
which makes it worse. He says, single childless woman, you, have, you, have, you who have never given birth. Then he said, break into loud and joyful song. First, a woman who is childless, has never given birth, doesn't have any reason to sing. So the instruction started from verse 1. Are we together? Which means that the verse 2 is a continuation of the instruction. Am I communicating? So he said, sing, O childless woman. You who have never given birth, break into a loud and joyful song. Then he says, O Jerusalem. So, oh, 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 the childless woman is Jerusalem. Amen. You who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Praise the Lord. Deep. Then verse 2. Enlarge your house. Amen. So it's the same woman he's talking to. She doesn't have children. So why is she enlarging her house? She's alone, amen, with her husband, all right? But why is she enlarging her house? Because children are coming, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Are you getting the picture? Children are coming. Children are coming. Let's continue. Verse 3. Sorry, let's read. I'll just read 1 through to 5, so we'll follow it. Sing, O childless woman, you who have never given birth, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not. You will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of your widowhood. For your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of all the earth. Amen. Now I purposely read from verse 1 through to 5. Because I wanted to see the scripture in context. Okay? Now there is a way that New Living Translation brings out some meanings that maybe we are not clear. Because in the um, um, King James Version, it starts by saying, Sing, O barren. Alright? But when they say childless woman, it registers more. You understand that? Childless woman. Where's that childless woman? Amen. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Uh, it, 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 the effect is different. Praise God. So let's go back to King James. From verse 1 now. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing. Cry aloud. You that did not travel with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Now, sorry, go back to verse 1. What he meant by more, the, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, he's saying that 
um, by rights, the woman that is married and taking care of should do better. Alright? Now he's saying that the miracle that will occur, why he's telling her to sing, is that in this situation, the desolate and rejected woman, amen, is going to have more children, amen. That's why she should sing. Than the woman that is married with children, uh, married, that is married to her husband. Are you listening to me? Now remember that this childless woman is also now the one pictured as the one that is desolate. Amen. Am I communicating? Follow me. But, um, so, verse 2, verse 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent. New Living Translation says, enlarge your house. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. Um, New Living Translation says, spare no expense. Then it says, for you shall break forth on the right hand and on the left. And your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Amen. For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Redeemer, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of you, all shall he be called. Well, um, some people wonder why sometimes I read scriptures. I believe in the power of scriptures. The scriptures are God-breathed. Hallelujah. So, um, uh, it's, 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 it will never be old-fashioned reading the scriptures. Amen? Are you listening to me? Very important that portions of scripture are read. If you are a cell leader, if you are a parent, read scriptures to your folks, your children, as the case might be. Let them get acquainted with scriptures. It has Therapeutic value. Amen. <laughs> Are you listening to me? <laughs> and revelational impact. Amen. So, read scriptures. And that's why I'm taking time to read scriptures. Because you could be around church and still not be acquainted with scripture. Hallelujah. I, I see that happening a lot um, these days. You have people that are, are churchy, but don't have any grip on scriptures. So, um, we're taking time to read the scriptures, and so they register with you. They register because they are spiritual. Alright? Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So, it's important to read the scriptures. Now, but where was going to? I'm talking about revelation for enlargement. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Revelation for enlargement. Revelation for enlargement. And I've stated something at the beginning. That there's a difference between when the scripture gives you a promise and when the scripture is giving you an instruction. Am I communicating? And when you're reading scriptures, it's important to know when something is promised and when an instruction is given. Two different things. It is because of that misunderstanding that you have believers waiting for what God has already given them. Are you listening to me? So, a lot of times you have believers waiting on God for what God has already given them. 
While some are praying to, for God to give them what he has already given to them. Hallelujah. Because they don't know the difference between a promise and an instruction. Let me put it this other way. The New Testament, the beauty of the New Testament is that it is a testament of fulfillment. Amen. While the Old Testament is a testament of promises. Am I, am I communicating? Alright. The Old Testament is a testament of promises. While the New Testament is a testament of fulfillment. That means that most of what you see in the New Testament is a fulfillment of what was prophesied or promised in the Old. You can have two sets of believers and you have some believers that are pious. What it means to be pious is that you are religious. You know, you are sanctimonious. But the Bible says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So, there's this sanctimonious approach to things, but yet the real substance is missing. Because they say, oh, you know, you know, some say, you know, God, when God, when God wants to do something, you know, <laughs> and they talk like that, and they talk like that, and at the end of the day, they don't even take out time to find out what has God done. Amen. So you have some believers that are this place in life where they are always they, they believe in the, in, the, in the sovereignty of God. God can do anything He wants to do, anyhow He wants to do it, anytime He wants to do it. You understand that? Then you ask, so what has He done now? He has not done anything, He will soon do something. Amen. They are always in the place where God will soon do something. Praise the Lord. Then you ask, okay, since that time, what has God done? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. What is it that He has already done that we can benefit from? If only God can just give me strong faith, I know what I will do with my life. And so you have believers praying, Oh God, give me faith. Even when I, as I'm saying it, it even sounds somehow. Amen. What they don't understand is that everyone that is born again has already been given. Amen. God has given to every man. Romans 12 verse 3. According as he had given to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Alright? So, he has given... He has given. Alright? The second portion of it. According as he had given, God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. So, he has given. So, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. 
I'm giving you an example of the New Testament being a fulfillment. Amen. And the Old Testament being what? A promise. So there are many things that were said in the Old Testament that have now been fulfilled in the New. And then there are many things that you and I, through the knowledge of God's Word, can activate for fulfillment. Amen. Are we together? Alright, that's where we're going. So, I said I'm talking about revelation for enlargement. Let's look at the scripture. Um, I'll come back to Isaiah. We have not even scratched it. Let's go to Ephesians 3. I'll read from verse 1 to 3. My focus is verse 3, but we'll look at verse 1 through to 3. Ephesians 3rd chapter. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the stewardship, permit me to use that, of the grace of God which is given me to you, word, toward you, old English. Alright? The stewardship of the grace of God is given to me, toward you. Amen. Let me use that. Alright? That's what he was saying. How that, let's read verse 3 together. I want to go. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. Let's read verse 3 again. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. Oh, may God open your eyes to see. Amen. Now, look at what Paul was saying here. (laughs) He said, look, look, look. This thing I'm doing with you, if you understand what God has put in my hand, amen, has committed to my trust concerning you. That's what he was saying in verse 2. Then he said, how that? That means how this thing he has given came was by revelation. Amen. Let me say revelation. Let me explain what revelation means before we start tearing down the scripture. When the Bible says revelation, I know that there are words we use all the time in church and we don't even understand why we're using it. Revelation. Okay, good. There's revelation and there's mystery. Revelation does not mean mystery. Amen. Amen. Revelation means demystifying the mystery. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, revelation does not mean mystery. So, let's say, oh, and I know where some people got the problem about revelation. It's from the book of Revelation. Amen. Because the fear, like, man, you know why most of you have a challenge with revelation, or some of you? It's because of what you have heard before you even read it. Glory to God. The, the book, there's a perception that you have gotten before you even met the book. But when you read it with a mind um, void of uh, preconceived notions, you find that, oh, you can understand it. It's clear. The guy was just talking about what he saw. He's telling someone, he's telling you his story. Finish. Amen. Read it. So, when the Bible says revelation, Permit me to use very, very simple explanations of revelation. To reveal something means to expose it. 
It means to uncover. Alright? Um, for a revelation to happen, the thing has to first exist. Glory to God. You cannot reveal what does not exist. Amen. Amen. The, if I had uh, a, a blanket or a bed sheet or a chair cover, a fabric, and I covered these pulpits, and you walked into this place, you're wondering what was covered there. For the time you are wondering, it is a mystery. Amen. Amen. Are we together? The time you were wondering what is inside there, it was a mystery. What meaneth this? Why, why is that place covered? Questions are in your hearts about it. Then I walk up to the place and I take off the fabric. By taking it off, I have revealed, amen, what is here. Before it was revealed, it was there. Even if I don't reveal it, it's still there. Amen. It's just that you cannot see it. So the purpose of revealing is for you to see. So to reveal means to uncover. It means to unveil. It means to expose. It means to open. So, in this scripture, Paul was saying, how that by opening, by uncovering, God made known unto me. Oh, that means the thing Paul knew about this gospel he preached, it was revealed. Amen. Now, let me explain the difference here. In life, you can learn by observation. You can learn by observation. You can learn by experience. Your experience or the experience of others. That means that you are taught. Alright? Someone has to explain to you something. Then you now understand it. Then, okay, let me put it better. Then you now see what the person is saying. But the Bible is teaching that there is another way. A man can come into a knowledge. Amen. It's called by revelation. Amen. Revelation. Revelation. So, Paul was saying that how that by revelation, God made known to him the mystery. That means the mystery, someone didn't sit him down to teach him. God opened it to him. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm coming somewhere. Is that this enlargement we are talking about, it has to be revealed to you. Amen. <laughs> you have to catch a revelation of it. In the, in the midst, the Bible said in, 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 the, in the 36th Psalm, it said, in thy light we see light. What he's saying there is that, while I'm speaking, your light will come. Amen.
I remember the story that was said by a bishop, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Bishop Francois Uke that shared that story. How he spoke of the, his early days or the early days of himself and uh, Bishop David Eriqbo. How that both of them were friends and um, when they used to go for meetings, Bishop Eriqbo would teach God's word and then invite him to come and minister the manifestations or pray for the sick and minister the miraculous years ago. That means he was known for those kind of things while Bishop would teach. Now, as you're hearing, it doesn't even sound like it's possible. Are <laughs> you understanding me? But that's the power of revelation. Amen. All right. So, he said he got a hold of a particular video. The video was at Bishop Benson Idahosa's crusade video. Um, it had they recorded some miracles that happened in his crusade. It was an awesome one. Um, anybody that had come across that video had had life transforming impacts, you know. So he, he had that video and he took it to his friend, Bishop and said, Come and see this video. So Bishop watched the video. As he was looking at the watching the video. This is his own side of the story. He, lay, he was lying prostrate. And he started crying. He said he cried. Why would God... So God can use somebody like this. Amen. And he was rolling on the floor crying. And all that he kept saying was, Me too, Lord. Me too, Lord. Me too, Lord. Not only him, me too. And through the night he cried until he had an experience. He stood up the next morning. And this is the story from Bishop Francis Waloke. That after the crusade, after that, watching that video, Bishop has never called him again. Amen. <laughs> when they went for the next meeting, he started teaching. After teaching, he said, now, see the miracles of God. And he ministered the miraculous. And that was where he entered that flow. That means that something happened to him. Amen. Are we together? Something happened to him. A light dawned on his soul. That you cannot explain. You can't take it from him. People that knew him before can tell. No, no, something has changed about this guy. Something has changed about this guy. He had seen something. He had encountered something. So, I'm saying that as we're sharing God's word, revelation concerning enlargement will dawn on your own hearts. You will see. Amen. Yes. Yes.
You know the thing about Revelation? Smith Ugusworth said, he said, I get more from a moment than people get from a lifetime. Amen. He said, I get more from a moment than people get from a lifetime. What was he talking about? Revelation makes that. Someone can be, <laughs> you know, as we're here, I think it was, um, I'm trying to remember who said this. Um, um, either McMurdock or one, someone said that. He was talking about how every day of your life, <laughs> it looks miracles are passing you by. Amen. Are you listening to me? Now, someone could just be seated and see. What others are not seeing. Because every day, the Bible says, day unto day uttereth speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. What it means is that every day, the day is talking. Amen. There, is, there are sounds coming today that somebody can catch and his business will be transformed forever. Are you listening to me? Every day is speaking. But people are not always hearing. The psalmist said, once has he spoken. He said, but twice have I heard that power belonged to God. What he was saying was that, look, 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 that thing that God, God just said it once, but I heard it two times. Because my hearing, amen, is on another level now. So every day, light is coming to us. But sometimes people are not seeing it. So a man can just be seated. And, you know, I believe, I believe that what happened to Isaac Newton, this is my personal opinion, was a revelation. That he sat under an apple tree and an apple fell on his head. And from there, are you understanding me? All the scientific distance came out. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you, there are people that, you know, even watermelon has fallen on their head. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand that? They say, my head, oh, my head, oh, my head, the case story. And they say, I want the apple, watermelon fell on my head. But somebody else. Am I communicating? Smidugusworth was, I believe where he was, was at Niagara Falls from the story. A waterfall. So, as he stood there and saw the force of the waterfall, a revelation broke out in him. John 7, 37 to 39. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. He shouted, like this in me, Lord! <laughs> Are you understanding me? It meaning that in that thing, he saw something. He saw dimensions of God's power. Are you listening to me? In a natural... That's, they went out on excursion or whatever you call it, tourists, whatever. And in that place, bam, light came. Listen to me. We are walking in days where revelation will break out on you, on you in unusual places and unusual circumstances. I'm not talking about where you are in church. You say, Kaka, la, 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 la. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. 
I call those the tickles of the spirit. You know, you are just tickled. <laughs> it's different from when revelation hits you. Are you listening to me? It's different from when revelation hits you. The Bible told us about those two guys on the way of Miles. They were on their way. And then words were spoken to them. The Bible says their heart began to burn. That was good. But when bread was broken, they saw him. Amen. That was revelation. They saw him. Meaning that the first thing that happened was not all that could happen. Amen. Glory to God. So, back to my John, um, Ephesians 3. So, Paul was saying, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery. My prayer for everyone hearing the sound of my voice is that how by revelation he will make known unto you enlargements. He will make known unto you the phase of enlargement that you ought to enter now. Amen. There are opportunities that have already opened to you. But you know the challenge some have not seen them. Praise God. You know, just like now, you heard the instruction. Enlarge your house! You say, how? Build an addition! Spread out your home! How? Revelation is when they how doesn't matter anymore to you. Are you understanding me? The what has so inspired you that you don't care about the how anymore. You're still asking how. You're thinking. Are you understanding me? You're still asking how and how. It's just like where they tell somebody, you know, it was, um, um, somebody was in, like in a miracle service. Then they say, stand up and walk. The guy say, how? How do they stand up? They stand up by standing up. Amen. Amen. They call you out and pray for you. Say, be healed. You say, how? <laughs> Are you telling me? Is that, is that what to ask? You receive the healing. Amen. That's how. <laughs> Are you getting where I'm going to? So, in this season, if the question of how is still strong on your heart, no, the revelation has not done yet. I, I remember some of you were here when uh, Pastor Pujo Emade, some years back, was in a meeting. And he was sharing about how what happened, um, how he got to start doing what he's doing now. He's been in ministry for many years. And um, he, he was someone that had the kind of experience in ministry where he was a very, very uh, um, recognized minister in his campus days. You know, very prominent minister in his campus, University of Lagos. So, they were one of the, there was a set that people like Archbishop Benson Daosa uh, inspired. There was a generation of campus pastors that were impacted by the ministry of Archbishop because he went to University of Lagos. Most of them are ministers today. 
So, um, so when he he, he uh, uh, this what he said and um, which the, the, the what I got from what he said. So he's someone that left ministry with confidence that if we made it on campus, we'll make it anywhere. Are you understanding me? But you know, ministry is not like that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ministry is not like that. Ministry is not like that. In case you didn't know, ministry is not like that. All right. So if we made it on campus, then surely we'll make it anywhere. So he came out from campus and started ministry. Year one, year two, year three, year four. Years were passing. It didn't look like the thing that he was able to achieve on campus, he could do it in town. Now, I'm merging several of his stories. So he didn't say this at one go, but I'm merging all the stories, uh, putting them in sequence. It got to the point that a sister that knows him was using him in front of him to describe ministry that is not doing well. Are you understanding me? (laughs) Are you understanding me? That's how bad it was. Now, by the way, he was still there, doing what he was doing, preaching God's word, preaching God's word, preaching God's word. Then a phase came where you understood that something was about to happen. Some of you, that's where you are now. Amen. Something, I don't know what it is. I can't explain what it is, but I know, I know that something is about to break out. And then the story had it that he traveled for um, Copeland com- meeting. Um, actually, I told you, Dr. Creflo's church was in Atlanta. So, but doc- Dr. Copeland was the one that ministered. And uh, Copeland said what he said. Uh, that's not the focus of my this thing. Then he saw. Immediately that happened, he saw that he had succeeded. <laughs> Amen. I don't know if you understand. I don't know how to explain that part. He just saw it. That is revelation. Amen. That's revelation. But why I'm telling you the story is this. So, he talked about how he was in his church. And then, they painted the church. You know, they were still small, still trying to find their feet. They painted the church. So, some young guys came to like, take uh, pictures with the, like a camcorder. Oh, church is fine now. Let's record it. So somebody brought um, the camcorder then, you know, to record it. So he said they were just recording and turned the camera towards him. As the light of the camera blinks, he saw himself get on television. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's revelation. See, revelation comes with its own empowerment. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Revelation comes with its own empowerment. As he saw the lights, get on television. They started putting themselves together. The rest, as they say, is history. 
So, I'm talking about revelation for enlargement. Listen. In this season, as we're praying, as we're teaching God's word, as you're fellowshipping, be, be expectant, amen, for light, glory to God, for revelation, amen. God will show you something about enlargement. It will be real to your own hearts. It's not, you know, it's not a community affair. It's not, oh, they, they said, they said, no, no, no. This is me, what I have seen. Now, it's revelation that makes someone talk like this. Go to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read it together. I want to go. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Are you getting what he's talking about? Lift your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I receive revelation in my heart for enlargement. Amen. You know, I, 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 don't, I talked about enlargement some weeks back before I traveled. And I explained that to be enlarged, or this enlargement we're talking about, means extending beyond the boundaries. Amen. Extending beyond the boundaries. That means that you will go beyond the borders. What was your former boundary financially? What was your former limits in whatever it is you were doing? Enlargement means that there will be a stretching beyond. That you will cross that line that was your limits. Amen. <laughs> and we've seen lines cross too. Yesterday, today, I was just, uh, I was just, in, I just saw something. I said, I shouted on my own. I just said, glory to God. Crossing limits. Limits that have never been crossed. Amen. You will cross it. That's enlargement. But you see, this enlargement has to first happen in your heart. Are you with me? It has to happen in your heart. That's the, the revelation for enlargement. It has to happen. It's, a, it's something that happens within you. You know, when Paul prayed that prayer, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That's revelation. Amen? That's revelation. For this cause we cease not to give thanks for you. Make a mention of you in our prayers. That God, the Father of our Lord, Jesus, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding. That's King James. The eyes of, and that's what I say. The eyes of your hearts. The eyes of your inner man. Amen. We see. Boom. And I said, every revelation comes with its own empowerment. 
Amen. See, there are times where all you are getting is information. It's coming to your head. But there are times where God opens something to you. See it. And that's the experience for every one of us about enlargement. Go back to Isaiah. Now, um, in Isaiah, this was not a promise, it was an instruction. Are you with me? Okay. One of the things that happened. When a man receives revelation, is that he has also received his instructions. Amen. Yeah, that's what happens. When a man has received revelation, he has received his instructions. That means from that point, he knows what to do. He knows what to do. <laughs> he knows what to do. I don't know if this has happened to you. There are times where I'm about to engage in something. It could be a project. It could be a venture. It could be some kind of thing we want to do. And then I'm not even sure on how to go about it or what's next to do. You know? And maybe the time we're going to do the thing is getting closer. Getting closer. Then I just start praying in tongues. Amen. I just start praying in tongues. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I call it shifting gear. You know? And you know what happens? It's like a map drops in your heart. I don't feel something. A map drops in your heart. You didn't know the road, but the map just drops in your heart. Glory to God. That's revelation I'm talking about. It's like suddenly you just know what to do. Praise God. You just, you just know what to do. <laughs> that knowing what to do, the Holy Spirit gives it. Amen. When the Bible says one of the ministries of the Spirit in your life, is that he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit has a role to make you see. Amen. And he's always willing to show you. Sometimes we are very, very occupied, distracted. That we're not looking in the direction of what he's showing us. But he's still showing us. One day, I, <laughs> the Lord was speaking to me about something. It, was, it sounded very um, funny at, you know, later. I was sharing with someone. I said some things, you know. We're just sharing. You know, I think I was talking to a group of people. And I said something like, you know, God just God, when God spoke to me uh, about the big shoe, uh, 
look at what God said, this, that, that. I was just telling the person, God's word speaking to you and transforming your life, you know. Immediately God speaks to you, just get it. So as I finished talking, the Spirit of God said, do you know how many times I told you that thing before you got it? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, you know, I thought I got it very quick. He said, do you know how many times I told you that before you got it? I thought it was the first time. Amen. Are you listening to me? But what I'm trying to show to you is that every day, light comes. True. True. Sometimes, the challenge is that it doesn't come like announcing itself that it is light. Are you with me? Say, light always comes to me. Say it again, light always comes to me. Okay. Hmm. I remember the day the Holy Ghost taught me something. Years ago. Even in my dreams, you can't take that from me. And I said, those kind of things, you know, I, I, you might hear me say this, those kind of things don't happen to me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Those kind of things don't happen to me. Say, oh, eh, what if now, you know, somebody was just there, uh, then, you know, actually it was even about uh, issue of, you finish dressing up, then car will now pass and splash water on you. You know, those kind of things that happen to people, you know, say, those kind of things don't happen to me. What if you just no? You are just broke. You just broke. Only toothpaste in your house. You know. You just have to eat toothpaste and drink water. No, those things don't happen to me. Are you listening? That's a provocation in your spirit to reject it. It's the same way you are saying that light comes to me. Are you with me? It's the same way you are saying that light comes to me. God saw the earth was without form and void. He didn't say, hey. he said, let there be. He summoned lights. Amen. And we have the ability to keep saying that light always comes to us. Amen. I receive lights. I see. My eyes see and my ears hear. I believe it was Proverbs 20.12. He said, the hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord giveth both. I have a seeing eye. I have a hearing ear. I see, I hear. <laughs> I see, I hear. I see, I hear. I see, I hear. When Elijah said, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You will hear enlargements. You will see enlargements. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, anything that quenches the voice of your conscience has disconnected you from your future. Are you listening to me? That's disconnected you from your future. Let me explain what I mean. I saw a movie, you know, I was on the plane, uh, about a fellow who's a boxer, blah, blah, blah. You know, and um, 
he, he had a fight he was not supposed to have. And the, the other guy punched the daylights out of his destiny. You know. <laughs> you know. So, after the fight, it's not just that he had a broken rib. His ego was broken. Are you understanding me? So, one of the times he was speaking, he said something. He said, the voice that tells him to jump into the ring and keep fighting, the voice is gone. <laughs> you understand that? He, that he can't find that voice anymore. <laughs> Punch the voice out. <laughs> the voice is gone. So, even if he goes to fight another fight, they will still beat him. Are you with me? So, a believer that cannot hear and see has no future. Glory to God. Say, I hear. I see. That voice that when you wake up in the morning, it might not give you a sentence, but you understand what it means. It is well. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow will be great. Are you understanding me? That voice. <laughs> Success has to first be something you have in your heart. Amen? Before it becomes something you will touch with your hand. You have to have it first in your heart. Someone once met me. Someone I know said, we know, thank God for, it's like, we're like, oh, we thank God for you. Now you are successful. And I asked, when was I not successful? I didn't know when I was not successful. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Say, now you are successful. I was supposed to be successful. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I used to share this story. I think I shared it in Zaria with um, my people there. When we were in university, the nickname some of my classmates called me then was Man We Don't Make Up. And how it came up was that the student said, he said, all of us are in this class. Some of us that are in this class, they are not our mates. Amen. They are already in the future. They are just sitting in the class waiting for time to meet up. I was successful in my heart. Amen. May you, may you hear that voice. So, when we start talking about revelation for enlargement, it's just like what the Bible said that God gave Solomon largeness of heart. 1 Kings 4.29 He gave him what? Largeness of heart. Before anything happened on the outside, in his heart, he was already a big man. <laughs> Amen. It was a success.
you know. Some things that happened to some folks while they were young was that their heart embraced success early. That some people that are older than them didn't think of the things they are thinking of are you understanding me? At that time, at that age. They, 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 that didn't enter their mind. When you hear stories of someone that said, if you need secondary school, he wants to travel the world before he enters university. Uh, uh, who does that? Are you understanding me? <laughs> he wants to travel, he wants to go around the world, then he will come back and enter university. Uh, who talks like that? <laughs> who even thinks like that? You know why somebody won't even think like I say, how will I get the money to travel around the world? All the house you are thinking is what has kept you where you are. Amen. There is nothing that you cannot accomplish. Let me say it again. I said there is nothing you cannot accomplish. You know, what I discovered is that what actually happens to us is that there are things that we don't actually want, but we act like we want them. Then there are things that we want, but no, we're not willing to give it what it demands. Amen. Are you with me? I remember the story of an elderly man and a young guy. And the young man said, Please, teach me the secret of success. How can I be successful? And the man went out, I, I think they went fishing or so, and when they were in the river, he pushed the young guy into the river and held him under the water. And so he struggled because the guy was you know, it was suffocating. You understand that? He struggled. What are you doing? He said, you see how badly he wanted to come out until you want to badly come be successful like that. You understand that? That's the secret. Amen. See how desperately you wanted to live. Uh, it has to be like that. You know, some people don't have that, that, I don't know what to call it. I don't know whether the English word grit would suffice. Um, that, they don't have that fight in them. <laughs> you know? I, you understand what I'm saying? You know? They don't have that fight in them. Okay, no, no problem. <laughs> okay. No. Now, I'm not talking, there are some people that are calm, but they are strong inside. Are you understanding me? So, your, your demeanor is not what I'm talking about. I've met people that look soft, <laughs> but the things that handle you know that they are tough. Are you understanding me? 
<laughs> you know they are tough. Light is dawning on your hearts. Revelation for enlargement. Now, what we mean by this is that suddenly you can actually see what the next level is. Amen. And you can relate with it. I, the illustration I used one time, you know, um, there are two illustrations that I use them carefully because it could be misunderstood. You know, and I, I was teaching one time on um, 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 utterance. You know, utterance. And I was talking about fills the gap between the picture you have in your heart and what's happening on the outside. You know, I was explaining that. So, for me to explain it, I had to talk about something, a secular song, you know, to explain it. So, what I want to say now is along those lines. But I want to use it to convey a thought to you. And I, I pray that you get it. Hmm. You know, there's something that happens to... Someone was talking about the, the secular music industry in this country. It has grown. I, I agree with me. You agree it has grown. My wife and I were um, in a vehicle. We were going somewhere on our own. Um, Yuba, and then we had this American, you know, that um, was telling us about, he had never been to Nigeria. He doesn't know anything about Nigeria. Even when I asked him where in Africa has he been to, you know where he mentioned? Spain. To show how ignorant he was. So I said, Spain is not in Africa. You know. <laughs> he, said, he said he has been to Spain. I said, Spain is not in Africa. So, just, we're still talking. Then we paused. So he was trying to play some music. I know the song he played. You are my African queen. He said he loves the song so much. I said, okay, that's a Nigerian song. Woo! <laughs> he loves the song. He didn't even know it was. I said, that, that song is, is from a Nigerian. I've had those experiences also where I was around people and uh, they don't know nothing about Nigeria. But they're playing Nigerian songs. Then you have to tell them that song is a Nigerian song. All right, but that's not why I'm telling you this story. Now, I'm talking about music industry. Where a young guy is trying to shoot a video 
Alright? You know, hip-hop is about money, women. Eh? And enjoyment. <laughs> That's what hip-hop is about. I guess that That's just what it's about. <laughs> you know, so... So... Now he's trying to shoot a video. And then they start trying to do this, the video and all that and all that. They go somewhere. Please, so somebody, please, can we use the car? Just stand by the car and, and shoot video. We will not open the door. You understand that? You know? The guy says, okay, no problem. So, okay, can we just open the door and just hang on the car like that? Say yes. Uh, can we just sit by the pool and put something in the, this thing and shake it like we're popping champagne or something. It's no problem. It takes him two weeks, three weeks. They take different clips and all that. They shoot the video. Then the video comes out. What people don't understand, the greatest thing the video did is not that he sold. It's what he did to the artist. Hello? Then he watches the video. Of course, they're edited. We have video editors here. They package the video. Then he gets to watch it. You know what comes to his heart? Nami be this. <laughs> are, you, are you understanding me? That's what comes to his heart first. He then, they, they, you know, they show him, the, they show the video. He's, in, he's never been to New York, but they show him on the streets of New York in the video. Are you understanding me? Walking and rapping and all that, you know, and all that. Then they show him, you know, like that. Then the dream enters his heart. That's why most of the time, secular musicians blow faster <laughs> than gospel musicians. Amen. That's why. That's why. So, some of you, go and shoot your own video. <laughs> Amen. 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 Then watch it. It's not video where choir will be singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are still in church. <laughs> yes, Sandra. They will do leg like this and do like <laughs> No, I'm not talking about those kind of videos. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then they show one big cross. You understand that you people coming out from the cross. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, you see, the devil is strategic. Are you understanding? Yeah. Strategic. They will show him maybe in a limousine or something. Then it just. He can relate with that life by that video. He can relate with that life. And you know what happens? The moment that video goes out, the person that sees it thinks the guy is that rich. They think he's that big. In that world, perception is reality. Are you understanding me? Yes. That's what happens. So, what I'm telling you the story is the effect it has on the man. His heart enlarges when he sees that. Glory to God. You think God didn't know what he was doing? That people like Moses were born in the palace, in Pharaoh's house. Hello? You think God didn't know what he was doing? You think if they just, God just would go around, go around and say, eh, eh, 
Pastor Eros, come, 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 come. Go and tell Pharaoh. <laughs> Say, ah, Pharaoh. <laughs> he doesn't even know the protocol of Asorok. doesn't know the protocol of White House. Nothing. I remember a brother, a beloved brother, is in ministry. We're friends. We're uh, doing ministry right from campus days. So, uh, there's a time in, ministry, in campus ministry where it was a big deal inviting certain people from town to campus. Some maybe big names in town, you invite them to school and all that. So, he had a goal. He was going to invite a great minister to come and bless the campus ministry. So, he set his targets. At that time, this was many years ago. He was going for Pastor Enoch Adeboye. So, he traveled from Port Harcourt, went all the way to Lagos Ibadan Express. That's where the church is. When he got there, you know, some of you know Redemption Camp. It's a massive place. People are going in and coming out. You know, massive is just a massive place. They arrived there, just dressed casually. Then he walked to the security post. He said, Excuse me. Somebody came out. He said, I want to see Pastor Enoch Adeboe. The guy looked at him. Now went to and called the other person also. First guy said, what did he say? He said, I, I want to see Pastor Enoch. Pastor that carry stick. said, come on, come on for you. <laughs> you think we're playing? They're chasing like a madman. <laughs> so the woman said, uh-uh. It's hard. They used to do it. You know, you didn't even go to the office. It's security post. It just shows that you don't even know the protocol of... Are you understanding me? I'm using that example to explain something to you. So, God in... Because they have, the person has to meet Pharaoh. Are you understanding me? To tell him face to face, let my people go. It's not something you will tell somebody at the gate. It has to be told to Pharaoh. It, t- it took someone that was raised... In Pharaoh's house. That understands how things work in that place. Amen. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. That means that his heart already knows those kind of things. Even if he ran away from there. He was raised in that place. Amen. So he knows how they communicate. How they fix those kind of meetings. Amen. Where Pharaoh will sit down and be listening to you. <laughs> Somebody is receiving light too. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So, Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. He was born there. It was not by accident. You know, there are certain things that happen in scripture that were strategic. That means that even God understands that human systems have their place. One of them is Joseph. You know, Joseph was the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. You know the story. Jacob, sorry. Now, 
in all their lineage, God took Joseph and put him in Egypt. And Joseph understood how kingdoms operate. Amen. Massive kingdoms. Not to a family. How nations operate. He had to learn it. There are certain things that will happen to you in this season. It's for your enlargement. There are exposures that are from God. Amen. And they are for what? Your enlargement. Some people don't even know that there are some books or some emails or some WhatsApp messages that come that God wanted you to see it. <laughs> they are the ones that they will send to you anyway. I just that me? That God wanted you to see it. Because it will open your eyes to something you will never have known on your own. Am I communicating? One thing I discovered, when you start praying, let me tell you how the system works. Let's suppose that you want to, you want to do, you say, oh, Lord, I want to go into woodwork. I want to go into furniture thing. I don't know anything about furniture. I want to go into, then you start praying, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for doors to open for me to do woodwork. Something will happen. For the first time, you will meet a carpenter that used to work for one massive furniture company. Hello? Ah, and maybe we'll tell you the first day, I was working for so-so people. So okay, no problem. It didn't strike you. I was working for so it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't strike a, a bell. But another day, you see somebody that knows something about where to get wood. Amen. What's happening is that the information is coming to you. Amen. You know, one of the scriptures that we, we misunderstand the most is Malachi 3.10. Uh, bring you all the tithes and offerings to my storehouse. And prove me now if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing. Now, when the Bible talks about the windows of heaven, it's not talking about money falling from heaven. Hello? That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the fact that the heavens will open to you. What he's referring to are blessings are the ideas that will come to you that you can translate into money. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, he's saying that he'll open the windows and pour out such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. If those things you receive from the insights that come to you, it will fill up everything around you. Amen. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. So, you start praying and say, Lord, I want to get into woodwork. Or I want to get into furniture making. The ideas will just start coming. One will come from behind. One will come from the left. One will come from the right. Are you understanding me? Before long, in a short time, you have so much information about that thing that you didn't know anything about. You have access to people that know the things you need. One of the great blessings of the man called Henry Ford. Henry Ford was listed as one of the uh, men that built America. There are five of them, all right? The men that built America. The, I think the last name was Henry Ford. Ford Motors, you know? The guy that made it possible for in, cars to be in, industry scale of car uh, manufacturing. You know, before now, making one car would take months or years. And that's why it was expensive. The man thought of a way where the common man can have a car. Are you understanding me? Now, 
Harry Ford, people believe that he was not intelligent. Or people believe that he didn't have the kind of intellectual capacity to be or handle the kind of thing he was handling. So they're always trying to downplay or talk down on him and so on and so forth. So one of the times, I think he was summoned to a court. And there was this issue about whether um, they were saying that he didn't, he didn't know, have the knowledge of something. And they thought he was going to be ashamed. He said, why does he have to know it? That he, didn't, sure, he doesn't even have to know anything. All he needs to know is the people that know the thing. And they all work for him. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And that was one secret about Henry Ford. Was that Henry Ford, anything he wanted, he gathered the most intelligent, if that man is intelligent, he will bring him here. The guy will be working. So everything he wants to know, somebody knows it. Are you understanding me? Are you get what I'm saying? The person that knows is around him. Listen, in this season, the knowledge you need, you will find it near you. The information and the insights you need, you will find it. You see, you have to know that it has come. Glory to God. You have to know it has come. We were praying for TV ministry years ago. We were praying. It, it came. It literally came. It came. That's that story about the big shoe. Oh, I had this vision. I saw the big shoe. After that vision, that was a revelation for it. And the apartment came. What happened was that the, uh, I can't even explain it in detail. But we met the guy that came to start Silverbed in Port Harcourt. He came to meet us. Before that, I didn't even know anybody. And he came and said, Oh, we, uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm coming from Lagos. I'm coming to start Silverbed uh, in Port Harcourt. You know, we're reaching out to churches and so, 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 to get clients for the network. I was listening to him. So I said, how much is it? He mentioned the amount. I started laughing. I said, he said, that's what they charge in Lagos. I said, you'll be hungry here. Nobody will pay that amount. He said, why would I talk like that? No, that they will pay. I said, nobody. We ended on the note of go your way, I go my way. But one of my people had his number and he had the person's number. I said, they will call us. Amen. But you know, for the fact that he walked and located us, I knew that something had happened. I knew something had happened. Then we started thinking of, oh, how would we get good production? How do we shoot the videos? I'd shot videos before, all right? Years back. So, how do we shoot the videos? How do we get quality? There's something that was in my heart that we wanted to do. Something that was in my heart that we don't do. I didn't have anybody to, that I could interpret. I'll be explaining to somebody, say, um, this is my, they're listening, they're listening after we'll quarrel. You understand that? You know, you know, because they're not getting the thing. Are you understanding me? We're just one place to the other. I met a group of guys. You understand that? It was like, man, these guys should be locked up. You understand that? It was like that. Then, boom, I met a guy. When I met him, the way he was listening, then I explained what was in my heart. He said, Pastor, I'm understanding you. He said, it's not like this you want it. I said, yes. It's not like this you want it. I said, it's not like this you want it. I said, yes. (laughs) He interpreted what was in my heart. We started shooting. We put everything together and Exactly what we wanted. Are you with me? God sent him. Glory to God. I didn't know all these people until the revelation had come. 
what I'm saying is that when revelation has, enlargement has entered your hearts, eh, all that you need will come. Amen. The resources will show up. The people will show up. Glory to God. And my prayer for you is that you will recognize them when they show up. Amen. Is that you will see them. Amen. You will recognize them. A man was sharing a testimony about how he got to be part of a TV network that is blessing the world today. He said when he met the guy, the was a man of God, when he met the man of God that has or runs the network, the man had been praying. When he just came, he said, Are you the one I've been waiting for all my life? He said, hey, you, know, you are waiting for me. He said, are you the one I've been waiting for all my life? He said, he doesn't know whether he's the one. When they communicate, I say, you are the one. There are people you have been waiting for. You will meet them. Amen. And there are people that have been waiting for you. They will meet you. Amen. Glory to God. You cannot disconnect enlargement from people, relationships. Hello? No, you can't disconnect enlargement from relationships. You can't. We're just, uh, just about the time we're to leave. I don't even know why somebody... I, I, I've, I've, I'm talking about one of our brethren in the Norfolk Church. You know, so it was, I was asking a question... And then someone I said, no, the person, I thought the person was still running a program, a university program. I said, no, no, the person, no, the person is working in a social place. Like, eh. Yeah. I, it, I, we've been praying, and uh, for me personally, I've been, you know, some years back we were driving, and I was listening to the radio station in the, that city. So I said, we, we, um, can't we? we can be on radio. Say, yeah, we can be on. Oh, yeah. Say, okay, we can be on TV. Yeah, yeah. We thought of that. Only for me to find out that one of my key people works in the heart of the television station in that city. Amen. It was like, huh? <laughs> Are you understanding me? You know what's happening? It's coming nearer. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's coming nearer. So, my wife and I were talking, we were just talking, discussing. She might not have even known what happened. Then, the day, they've been saying that the TV station is just close to a hotel. I'm like, hey, I don't know where, close where, this way, left or right. They say it's just close by the hotel. It's just close by. They've been saying it. I never got to see it. The day we were leaving, we passed. I turned. I saw it. Something entered my heart. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? And it was deliberate that I would see it that day. For me, that's how things work. When I now go back, the pictures will start coming together. Amen. Start coming together. Glory to God. Revelation for enlargement. Say, I receive revelation for enlargement. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, you, some people, have, their dream is so small. 
Their dream is so small that an aboki can fulfill it for them. Amen. 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 Did you hear what I said? So small. I don't want much in this life. As you see me like this. You are hearing the voice of a selfish person. Amen. You are hearing the voice of a selfish person. All I want is just to have one, one a family with two children and just a small car. I'm okay. Whether you want much or you want small. You know, some people think that if they don't have much in life, they won't have stress. You will have stress. <laughs> you have stress. Amen. You have stress. That might even be the reason why you have stress. Amen. Some of you, God is enlarging your dream. Is enlarging the pictures you were carrying before. You know, when you see some things that I was reading, um, I think I talked about that even before now, about how Barriers have been broken, but people are still breaking barriers. Um, at the turn of the 20th century, we had the likes of John D. Rockefeller. He was the first American billionaire. Hello? Eh? The first American what? Billionaire. That means that no company at that time, in those years, maybe 1880 something, you know, into 1901, 1902, no company had a billion dollars. Are you understanding me? But for the first time, Someone crossed it. Eh? Then people could see that it was possible. So it's possible. Eh? So it's possible. But you know, that was then. In the last four or five years, we are having the first trillion dollar companies. Amen? Companies that have crossed to one trillion. Amen? In dollars. There's someone I say, so it's possible. <laughs> Are you understanding me? You, if Jesus tarries, you will hear more. Zillion. Amen. <laughs> you will hear. Are you understanding me? You will hear more if there's something like that. Am I communicating? It means that <laughs> there is more. Amen. There is more. There's more. I think Apple was the first to cross. I think I don't, Amazon, I don't know if they have crossed now. Trillion dollars. How big is that company? 
how big is that company? That means you have a company that their annual revenue is higher than the country's annual revenue. Amen? I didn't say state to a country. And it's a company. That company can be your own. Amen? I said that company can be your company. That can be your own organization. Where you are living now, the friends you have now, shouldn't be your limitation. Amen. Shouldn't be your limitation. Shouldn't be your limitation. Recently, there has been a public uh, video about um, Aliko Dangote, uh, an interview you had is, is all over the internet, where he talked about how, you know, he just went to the bank to withdraw 10 million, was it dollars or naira? Dollars. Dollars. Just, he took it home just to see it. Then he believed that he was rich. They took it the next day and paid it back. When you hear those stories, what comes to your heart? Say, the people of this world, we are not of this world. (laughs) Is is that what comes to your heart? (laughs) Amen. Is that what comes to your mind? Amen. Or do you start seeing possibilities? I want you to see possibilities for enlargement. I want you to see possibilities for the next level. Allow the pictures. There's a difference between fantasizing and visualizing. There are two different things. Allow the pictures of these words you're hearing to form in your hearts. I remember the first time they told me that the bank manager wanted to see me. I was not married at that time. But, you know, it, it, it did a lot to me. Maybe I should, I'll just share this and then we'll come back for the second part. We were quite daring. I think we were in year one or year two then. We wanted to do a business. So my friend and I, we said, ah, they used to collect bank loan. Let's go to the bank. <laughs> you know, I just imagine how small we were. We went to the bank. First bank, Room of Mercy. Some of you know First Bank, Room Mercy. Uh, just opposite Air Force. It used to be the main First Bank. That's where I had my first account. So, I went there. So we want to see the manager. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah, what? So we want to see the manager. I said, what? We explained the thing. We wanted the loan. Blah, blah, blah. We didn't know anything about how to go about it. It was a lady. She was just looking at us. 
See, you have to carry such audacity in your heart. Some of you are too fearful. Amen. Let me tap your neighbor and say, don't be fearful. Amen. You are too fearful. You don't even have boldness to stop and, and price right plantain. It might be too expensive. You know, if I can tell, it might be too expensive. So, we walked in there, met, talked, explained everything. She didn't give us the loan anyway. <laughs> you understand that? But we came out from the place. And we saw that, first of all, it was possible to see the bank manager. Amen. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So we were able to count out a victory in that big project. Amen. We were able to see the bank manager. Years passed by. We started doing business at that time. And then one day, I had a job. It was the biggest job I'd had in my life at that time. So I went to withdraw the money to do the job. So I got to the bank, filled the, I think it was a Zenith Bank check. I got to the bank, filled the, those were days back, there was no electronic banking and all those kind of things. Everything was cash. Filled the thing, you know, then I finished investing anyway. So filled the thing and then withdrew the money. So filled to withdraw the money, you know. Then at, you know those days, I don't, they don't do that again. Now they have cameras all over the place. They, that one, they will take you to a particular spot you stand. Because that's where the camera is in the bank. How many of you remember that? Where they used to do that? Okay. Then, so I said, so I said ah. they took a picture. After taking a picture, they said, she wait. Then someone else came outside and said, the manager wants to see you. So, Whoa, me? Does he know me? <laughs> So I came in. He asked me, you want anything? I said, ah, they've never asked me whether I want anything. No. You understand that? <laughs> you want anything? Like what? <laughs> you know, he said, talking to me, you know, how are you? This, that. He said, my name is so, so, and so. Explain himself. You know, just cracking jokes. But I was not ready for it. I just, I was very concerned about why he called me. Then he said, yeah, I noticed that you want to withdraw a large amount of money. He said, he said, what do you want to do with money? I said, it's my money. <laughs> you that? No, he said, we just want to be sure that, you know, you're not under any pressure or somebody. I said, no, you know. He gave me his card. And all. That day, I said, okay, this is good, though. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. This is good. So I want to say to you that some of you here listening to me, the story I just told, it will be your own experience. Amen. That a bank manager will know you because of the volume of transactions you are engaging in. I want your heart to be enlarged like that. Pastor Jesse Duplantis shared a testimony about how his bank called him to loan them money. Amen. <laughs> they want to use his money. They want to do some things. Are you understanding me? They say, um, that, then he's giving them conditions. 
he said it's good to be big that the bank uh, what do you call it now CEO has to bring your Christmas card on Christmas day to your doorstep you know there are some customers they don't send Vespa <laughs> they don't tell you to come and collect your card they bring it and they brought the card to his doorstep from the CEO especially to you you are the one that has given us work amen and somebody here that's the studio you know I'm deliberately saying what I'm saying because I want you to begin to see that picture see that picture I'll never forget what that guy had said, told me, the guy that came to market us for television there. So then he said, uh, um, we're talking about money. So I said, he said, if you, I was asking how we should pay. He wanted us to pay quarterly, three months. So he said, but if you can pay for one year ahead, you know, it will be a good thing. I said, why will I pay one year? He said, if you pay one year ahead, anytime you come to see us, we'll all stand at the gates to welcome you into our station. <laughs> he said, I'll never forget it. He said, we'll all come and stand at the gate and welcome you. Even our MD, all of us will come and stand at the gate. Our manager will come and stand at the gate and welcome you into our complex. You know? Because you are the one feeding us. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to me. That will be the experience of most of you here. That your transactions, amen, are sustaining people, sustaining organizations, sustaining families. Is that kind of enlargement I'm talking about? Glory to God. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Say, I received that kind of enlargement. It's, there's nothing wrong about having money. What is wrong is money having you. Amen? Did you hear me? And then, don't touch in your heart that criticism that flies around about prosperity or wealth. Don't even touch it with your heart. Because it will hinder you. Amen? Alright? Don't touch it to your heart. Just say, oh, well, even me, I, 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 sus- I think so, I think so. You know, every time, you know, when they start talking about these kind of things in church, I just feel somehow. It's the poverty that makes some of you somehow. Nothing else. And I strongly believe that Nigeria still has a poverty problem. The church in Nigeria still has a poverty challenge. Amen. If nothing else, the election showed it. If somebody will still collect 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 to sell his vote, what again? Is it not hunger? Amen. If you are in faith for money, and then now it doesn't matter how the money came, it's poverty that makes someone think like that. Now we are talking enlargement. You are doing as if we are talking on spiritual things. You are the one that is unspiritual. Amen. Say, share the word, share the word, share the word. After the service, you now say, 
Can you share transport for me? <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. All I come for is the word. <laughs> Why is he asking for transport after service? Are you with me? Let your revelation impact you first. Amen. Let it impact you. Is enlargement for everyone in this house. Is enlargement for every family in this house. Is enlargement for everyone hearing the sound of my voice. As Paul said, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery which I wrote unto you aforetime. How that by revelation, amen. How that by revelation, by revelation, he made known, is the same way, by revelation he will make known unto you enlargement. The first time in my life I received a million, it was by revelation. Amen. Something happened inside me. I've been meditating on scriptures, I've been doing that, praying and all that and all that. You know, there's something that had to happen. Something that had to happen. Then one night. My heart received it. I can't explain it any other way. I can't explain it any other way. Just like, I'll end with this. It's just like what uh, happened with um, David Yonggi Cho. Where he was, he's always believing God for increased attendance. Maybe 10,000 members, 50,000 members, like that. So I'm trying to remember what number. Now whether it was 50 to 100 or so. I can't remember the number. So, one day he was by the dining table with his wife, they were eating. He just said, glory! Something like that. Just, he has gotten it. The wife said, I know this thing. <laughs> and she was angry at that time anyway. Because she said, it's just more work. More growth is more work. <laughs> I know this thing. What she meant was that, I've seen this thing. When this thing happens, we grow. <laughs> Anytime this thing happens, that means light has come. That was how that day for me was a bachelor. There was a brother and I who were sleeping. I just woke up. <laughs> Tapped him. <laughs> woke up. I said, I've received a million. <laughs> if by this date, you don't see a million in my account, everything I've ever said doesn't count. <sighs> You're still cleaning his eye like, <sighs> what did happen now? <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> you know, even if something happened, you me? My heart, it had to be said. Are you understanding me? If nobody was there, I would have knocked on my neighbor's door. Go, 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 go. Come out. I've made it. <laughs> Amen. You understand that? It, that was how it was in my heart. He yeah, said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> the guy said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Slay <Slept> back. <laughs> but from that moment, it was just like, huh? Something had changed around me. See, revelation will change how your environment communicates with you. Are you listening to me? 
how things around you relate with you. The relationship between your environment and you will change. I still remember the day I got that phone call. And boom. It was, not, it was not a ministry related thing, it was business. But it taught me something about how we can be deliberate, amen, about the next level. Are you listening to me? That's what it taught me. So there are revelations coming to your hearts. Revelations are coming to your hearts. Pictures for enlargement. Um, one of these days, I know that the Lord will open a door, you know, for me to travel and go to uh, so-so country. It's different from when revelation hits you. You carry your you go and start processing your passport. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's different. Different. The brother that um, was with us helping brethren that we brought to our last um, entrepreneurship 101 from Canada, the Kennedy, the lawyer, was talking about how he was in Nigeria and his wife was given admission to go to Canada. So, he started praying. And she was supposed to bring her passport to the Canadian embassy for them to stamp and then for her to go. The husband said, carry my own passport too. He said, ah, that's, you don't have an interview. What, why would I carry your passport? He said, just carry it. <laughs> you know those kind of things. The revelation has entered his heart. The instruction was unusual. Why? So she carried it in obedience. <laughs> you know me? Got to the place. And then she dropped the two. The man said, your, which one is this one? Your husband's passport. We don't, he said they are not even working on that day because they had a crisis that day. The embassy was shut down. They took the husband's passport and her own passport stamped it. Amen. Are you listening to me? Without, he didn't have an interview. How do you explain that? He said, carry the passport. So that thing that entered his heart to say, carry my passport, it will enter your own heart. That's the revelation we're talking about. In different aspects. When revelation has come, it, it will extinguish the fear. Did you hear me? It will extinguish the fear. Suddenly there's no fear. I remember when we broke out to start using this PV. Some of you don't know how expensive these things are. How we using this PV, just come and say, sound, 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 sound. You know, I just look at the head, the head of the person talking. <laughs> how we broke into these things? Well, listen, you know, there are different levels of equipments. Alright? Of course, there will be others that are far way more expensive than this. Now, but, you know, we could just be using, uh, I don't know what to call those ones. You understand that? You know, 
all those kind of, wah, 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 you know those kind of speakers. You know, can be using all those ones. You know? <laughs> so, I, I just, it sets in my heart. I said, no. We'll start using, I want an all, then, ah, I said, I want an all PV set. All PV sets. We didn't even have one anything PV. All PV sets. Yes. Do you know how much it is? Yes. But the moment that, it, I can't explain how it happened. Then, we met a guy that deals in the things. Then I had a talk with him. I said, so, so. He said, oh, well, okay. I said, okay, can we hire it for a program? You know, I think it was one of our conventions. Can we hire it for a program? He said, okay, it will set up for us. And you know that the guy doesn't even do those things again because at that time, it just opened for us. He said, okay, he was trying to settle in, 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 the, in the city. He said he would bring the equipment for us. He set up. When we heard the sound at that time, from where we were coming from, Amen. Man, this is the way to go. Then he said, um, so, okay, can we keep one or two of the things? <laughs> you understand that? How much is it? He mentioned the amount. If you add all the equipments we have bought, amen. Since the ministry started at that time, amen. We never spend money like that on this. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We never. We used pin place. We had equipments there. But nothing compared to that. The cost was... Not triple, not five times more. But you know, it has become comfortable. Amen. Are you listening to me? But it's revelation for enlargement that entered our hearts. Glory to God. This hall we're using, we crossed from a venue and came here. We started paying 11 times more than we were paying in the place we were. That means what I'm saying is that what we used to pay for one year is what we are paying for one month here. Are you understanding me about that? Don't misunderstand you. It's not like we did that because uh, we had the money stored somewhere. No. It was in la- revelation of enlargement entered our hearts. And then when we came, we adjusted. Glory to God. We adjusted. Ele- I said 11 times. Do you know what 11 times means? 11 times. How in one month you grow from 1 to times 11. I say it's possible. Amen. Amen. It's possible. So you're a married man, you're no more arguing Feeding money with your wife every time. Now bring your list. <laughs> no more Islam in this house. We cancel it. <laughs> After all, who Islam help? <laughs> you know, you know. You can be big. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Receive enlargement. Receive enlargement. Before your salary comes. The salary comes on the 30th. Your money finished on the 29th before the 30th. (laughs) Glory to God. So you roll over. 
<laughs> your death into the next month. Glory to God. And you've been living that way. You are breaking out too. Amen. Amen. Enlargement. 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 Where you can now, you can help other people. The reason because you don't remember anybody's birthday. Poverty will not allow you to remember anybody's birthday. Amen. Say, I receive revelation for enlargement. Glory to God. Before this year comes to a close, there will be a significant leap in the finances of everyone here in the sound of my voice. Amen. There will be a significant shift from where you are financially. Amen. To where you ought to be. The good things of this world and the good things of this life are for you. You don't have to lie, steal, or sin to get them. Amen? No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Enlargement. I want to close, but, you know, just some other things come to my heart. Maybe I'll talk about them when I come in the second session. Let's rise to our feet. Just talk to God for a minute or two. Just talk to Him. In just a minute, just pray about revelation, lights concerning enlargement.